0: Hi, welcome back to Mom, Let's Talk. My affirmation today is I have something to offer the world. I believe we all have something to offer the world. And my topic today is helping others. I am... I guess you would say I'm knowledgeable of things. A couple of days ago, I got a a, a Snapchat. Somebody snapped me and asked me, did I have time to talk? And of course, you know, I have time for family and friends. Whatever it is, no matter what. What the person wanted to talk about, I did not expect But, you know, this young lady, she called and she was like, hey, I got a neighbor who has an autistic kid and the kid is running around by himself. He's out at eight in the morning, he's barefoot, running up and down the street. Sometimes they just leave him sitting in the car and they go in the house and she's giving me all these scenarios. He's even tried sitting in the neighbor's cars or walking into the neighbor's houses. And my friend calls and she's like, hey, the only person I know that could understand this is you. So, of course, you know, not only am I knowledgeable about autism, but... I'm also knowledgeable about child abuse and neglect. Even though, of course, I started the podcast because I had a hotline call on me. But it is neglectful to not teach your child when you move, they move. And I am wholeheartedly in belief of that because for me no matter what my child's disability is they need to know danger they need to know the tone of your voice when you're sad, when you're happy and when danger has come upon you Um, and they just need to know when it's safe so I get that he doesn't want to leave the car, but it's absolutely hot sitting in a non-running car and they just let the kids sit there because they can't move them. I don't understand. I have told you my youngest son, I got him when he was three. And maybe I should stop saying I got him. It's like I went and purchased him. He came into my life when he was three. Or I came into his life when he was three. So at three, he was like a child raised with wolves. Or he was like Tarzan. I can't even say like Tarzan because... The animal kingdom, they have rules too. So, with that being said, my son was like this just wild animal that didn't know anything. So, I had to teach him all of the things that he needed to learn. Which is wonderful and fine for me. It just happened to be some of those things that other people are going through, they don't realize they can teach their child. And a lot of people think they're being mean. You're not being mean. You're teaching him how to be self-sufficient. You're teaching him how not to be in danger. Their car, yes, is parked in the driveway. But think about it. You go to other places, and they don't have driveways, so your car is parked on the street. How many parked cars have gotten banged up just being there? And I mean in an open space. I can tell you, I've lived in my home for 13 years now, and... I have seen more accidents on that corner where my house is just with parked cars. I have had friends of mine get into their car in front of my house. As they get in, they're having this conversation. And I don't want to say it was a heated conversation. But they were having a conversation where they had not started the car yet. Bam! They're hit. But before they got hit, there was a car behind them. It was hit. They were hit. The car in front of them were hit. So, three cars in front of my house that belonged to my friends were hit. All because a man was driving down the street. His cell phone rings girlfriend goes to grab it he snatches it back but the car goes the opposite direction from the way he was snatching his phone back I mean that's danger in itself and these are two capable people sitting in this car now let's put an autistic child in that car what are you doing Where are you that you don't know that this child is sitting in that car? And then a driver rams the car, hits the car. Your child is in there. Let's say he's just, you know, running about. Now, let's clarify. This child is eight. I don't understand how... An eight-year-old doesn't listen to their parents and won't come in the house when you tell them to. I have all the time in the world. Every moment with my children is a teachable moment. Even my adult children. Every moment is a teachable moment. I have a 26-year-old. My 26-year-old used to feel like I was really mean to her brother. And I would just say and do whatever. My 26 year old finally got her first job. She got a job. And her job is working with autistic adult males. So, she's learned a lot of things. She has one who has really bad anxiety. She came home and she was telling me how he was having an anxiety attack. And she didn't really know how to calm him down. So, of course, that's a teachable moment for this mom. And I use that as a teachable moment to teach her techniques on how to calm him down. Well, he was pacing back and forth. For me, if you're verbal, I have you, if you're pacing, I have you stop pacing. And I have you look me in my eyes. And I have you talk to my eyes while I hold your hands and apply pressure. As I'm applying pressure, I'm moving that pressure up your arms. As I'm doing this, I'm going to your shoulders and I'm applying pressure there. This technique is textbook. I will tell you, I never read a textbook on how to... Bring anxiety down or take your mind away from the anxiety. This is just something I naturally knew. And these are things that I teach my kids because you never know what place you're going to be in. God places you places and you never know what's going to happen. And He uses everyone. So you can be in the midst of something. And because I have taught you that technique, you will be able to use it. Now, one thing I will say, I am a very controlling mom. Because I want everything to roll smoothly. I will tell you. That because I am who I am and I do what I do with my children, my autistic son listens. Now, does he often pay attention to his siblings? No. But I will tell you, when I am home, he does exactly what I expect of him because every moment is a teachable moment. I would not have an eight-year-old who did not listen to me. There is too much going on in this world for my son not to listen to me. There is nothing going on that I don't know or I am not accountable for my son. When I'm cooking in my kitchen... I may not want my son in there because he may decide to kind of run around. So I let him sit or be in my dining area, which is right outside my kitchen. So I have a lot of things obstructing my view, but he also knows I'm watching. So he will stay in a certain area. Where I can see him and he can see me. So we're never without each other unless I'm at work or I'm having some me time. Sometimes my me time is just a bath and a glass of wine. But guess what? My son's room is right outside my bathroom. So we still together. My children are most important to me. You know, they they tell you, your children are precious. They're the most precious gems you have. How is it that this lady doesn't think that? And how is it that he's trained her to let him sit in the car? I thought parents were supposed to be training and teaching their children. I don't understand. When I tell people I, I don't understand, they look upside my head like, What do you mean you don't understand? And what I say to them is I don't understand from my point of view. And what I have done with my children. And I've had some all kinds of challenges with my children. Each one of them is such a different personality. That it is amazing. To even know who my children are. And know who their mom is. And to see them outside of me. You would be like, nah, this kid does not have that type of mom. And then when you see us together and you see the behaviors change and the differences from who they are without me to who they are with me, you'll be like, wait a minute. I still cannot get over how an eight-year-old can walk out of the house and, and not fear consequences it's not okay to walk out of my house and and not be safe and not have someone walking behind you making sure that you are safe I will tell you my son loves outdoors we have a trampoline in the yard and he always wants to go out if you say come on let's go He goes to the front door and he will stand at the front door and wait for you to get there. Or wait for you to give him that instruction to say, okay, go outside. He is not going to open that door and go out of it on his own. It's just not going to happen. And if it happens, it's going to happen when I'm not home. Because he knows and he fears the consequences that are going to come behind his misbehavior. I don't understand how people feel they can discipline a traditional or what we would call somewhat normal child. How is it that you can discipline your normal child? But you don't understand about disciplining your special needs child. I don't get that. You got to be able to discipline everyone because we all need it. We need structure. Totally. Totally. We all need structure. How else is the world going to be run? I just... I don't see how, I don't see why people are not doing what they should. It just doesn't make sense. And then, when our kids are gunned down and shot we're screaming but he had autism you didn't teach him how to behave did you you know my my son um, my youngest son is getting e-learning and the staff comes out to my home and there's this one thing we were talking about um, the staff was saying that they really like being able to see what a child is like at home my son when he goes to school oh my god he gives him the flux but when they see him at home they're like oh my god you listen you sit down you don't throw a fit and I I think he thought because the staff was there he could do what he does at school. So he decided to throw a fit and have an attitude and you know um it was just crazy. Really crazy that this was one of the Tributes he gives to them at school. And then he decided he was going to do it while they were at home. And my words to him were, I don't care. You're going to do the work. And they were like in awe because once I said that, he went on and he did the work. True enough to be able to get children of autism to do what you need them to you reward them for good things so doing everything that they should appropriately so let's say you want this child to do match their alphabet, you give them praise or like my son he likes food food is a high motivator for him so you would give him, well, he definitely likes bread. You give him a slice of bread every time he got it right. You give him a slice of bread. Once he does that enough, then you start scaling back. And you scale back. And you scale back. till you're saying, oh my God, you did a great job. And he's accepting of that. And and that's wonderful. I do that for my son. Only I don't do it with food. I give him the praise. Oh my goodness, buddy. You did wonderful. High five. And that's how I get things done. Other than I'm his mom. So I have that mom authority over him. The eight-year-old that my friend called about. His mom should have that mom authority over him as well. It's unbelievable. It's just, it's crazy because I think about someone else I know. Their child was diagnosed with autism and this child may have a mild case. But the parent doesn't know how to parent, period. And with that being said, like, you can teach your children to talk. If your child is verbal, you can get them to say almost anything. And, and I know I can get this kid to, like, talk fluently. But I would have to be without the parents. Because me, I don't let up. And because I don't let up, kids do what I want them to. Because I'm either going to talk their ears off. Or I'm going to keep repeating myself till it drives them crazy. So then they're going to say what I want them to say. But I was visiting my friend. And her son is the one that was, you know, diagnosed with autism. And I was trying to get him to say something. And instead of him saying what I wanted him to say, he just put his head down and hugged me. Me, I would have picked his head up and repeated what I said along with saying, say this and the sentence. If he had done the same thing, I would have said the exact same thing again. Say this. And I realized I couldn't do that because the mom would have an issue. If she doesn't do it and she doesn't see fit, why me as the friend? Why do I think it is important for this child to talk? Why do I think it's important for him to repeat what I'm saying? Or do what I'm asking him to. What, why? Just why would I do that? You know, I, I go over and I have food, I have drink, and the child is sitting in his high chair and he's eating. He gets down out of his high chair and he walks up and he taps my drink. But he hasn't said anything but has language. He can't say, what's this? Taps my food bag. Mm, You can talk. And because I know you have a delay, I'm going to make you talk more and get as much language out of you as I can. Now that comes naturally for me to just probe. And it's like, oh my God, all these things people are going to school for, they come naturally for me. Not ever once did I think about going to school for what I do now. I'm a behavioral therapist. I've had some BCBAs tell me I need to go back to school so I can become a BCBA. that's a nice idea but what comes naturally to me i kind of don't need school for and it's not that i don't want to further my education right now in life i'm at a crossroads of i don't know what's going on with me and where i should be But I know right now, God has placed me in this therapist position for a reason. And I know it's the talent that I have. And it's just, it's wild to me to see the knowledge that's here and what comes naturally to me. How it plays out in my life, my friends' lives, my family life. You know, it just pours out that way. And it's kind of... I actually think it's kind of cool. I do wish... That I could take my knowledge... And sit some people down. And just... Teach them how to... See signs... And see the potential... And as I talk, I I I think about things that happen with my oldest son and how what comes naturally to me I did what comes naturally to me, me being intuitive into how he's feeling, um what's going on, how he lies And he just says stuff because he thinks that's going to get him out of being in trouble. You know, um, speaking of him, yesterday, an incident happened at the house while I was at work. And my 19-year-old told him, hey, you know, you know you're not supposed to be doing this. And he was like, oh, please don't tell, please don't tell, please don't tell. She told him, oh, I'm not telling, but you are. You either tell her or I'm going to wake you up out your sleep. And you're going to have to tell her. And you know if I wake you up out your sleep and she got to get you up out your sleep, she's going to be real mad. So my son comes to me and he tells me what he had done. And he uses his terminology as if it's supposed to be okay. I do understand that as a therapist or a psychologist, you can only do so much. What I want them to understand and see is if this was your child, how would you deal with it? Would you deal with it as a textbook or would you deal with it as a parent who is not accepting of bullshit? And I'm I'm not a parent who's accepting of bullshit. And believe it or not, I I have the textbook and I know what I should do textbookly, and I know what I do as a parent, and I I I do a mix of them both. Only I parent with textbook I think about it I think about what the textbook says but I also know the textbook doesn't work for my son so when he's seeing therapists and psychologists and they're talking to me and they're telling me oh you should try this all I ever want to say to them is do you think I'm that dumb I don't know how to try that I'm pretty sure you deal with a lot of people who don't know what to do but I'm not that parent. you could tell that on my face. You can tell by the facial expression. You can tell by my demeanor when I walk into the room that I'm not that type of parent, but okay, sure. So my son uses this term, and he looks at me like, "Isn't that okay? i mean but but I had these really no no not acceptable this is the son that just earned his privileges back and why why would you go and jack up the fact that you just earned your privileges back and now they've been taken away again without you even knowing if i'm gonna ever give them back or not because you know I, i can withhold things forever Sometimes all I can do is just shake my head when I think of what he does and what's going on. I so often wish for like those natural consequences to happen sooner than later. It's real crazy. You know, I, I... I want those things to happen sooner than later. I'ma talk about how occasionally I get phone calls about making a hotline calls and people know I'm knowledgeable of that. One I'm, I've been a mandated reporter since, whew, I want to say I was 26. And then I became a foster parent. So, you know, of course you learn more. Then when you are an advisor on a council, you know, you you learn different things from different people. So I learned a lot of what not to do and who to call and what to say and you know different things like that so people call me and they're always asking me do you know about most times I can say yes I do and then I can help them through that situation therefore my affirmation I have something to offer the world. I guess it would be my parenting skills. They may not be the best, but I'm gonna tell you some of the things I say and do would help others parent and and, and their lives as a parent be a lot lighter and less stressful. I want to help people have less stress in parenting. And if I could do anything, that's the one thing I would do. Because parenting is hard. It really is hard when you have children that don't want to listen. And all you're trying to do is teach them how to be safe and be okay. But I also know they have to learn it on their own as well. But I want to guide you. I tell my children. When we're having those teachable moments. That. You'll hear my voice. Later in life. You will hear it. Everything I'm saying now. You'll hear later. And you're going to wish. You listened. Then. As I sign off today, I want you to think about what is your special offering to the world. And whatever your special offering is to the world, I want you to amplify it and give it to as many people as you can. So that you have given just a smidget piece of you that you can leave behind in your passing and they hear you see you smell you feel you everything like my children will hear my voice I want your special offering to be felt to be heard to be touched and 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 it be embraced By those in your life Thank you So much For listening To mom Let's talk